Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Ready Your Future podcast. Hey, this is a special episode with Dale Goodwin. So I was on Survivalist Prepper uh, YouTube. We did a live recording with Dale Goodwin, and uh, he graciously is allowing me to share this podcast episode out with you. So I wanted to go ahead and uh, share this out with you. We talk a little bit about faith. We talk about doomsday talk a little bit about bug out bags. And so hopefully there's something in here for everyone. If you get a chance, go visit his website, survivalistprepper.net, and also his YouTube channel. I'm going to link to those in the show notes for you. All right. So without further ado, here is uh, me being interviewed by Dale Goodwin of Survivalist Prepper. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, we, we actually, <laughs> right after I just ended that last live stream, uh, Todd got a hold of me. So a lot of you out there are probably thinking what the heck is going on here? Uh, because I said that we were probably going to do this in a week or two. So, uh, but we're not, we're going to go ahead and do it tonight. So, uh, at any rate, uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, tonight I've got Todd on and, and I've had Todd on our podcast with Lisa a couple times. I mean, we've talked to you a few times. Uh, but you've got uh, a little bit that's changing in in your world at this point. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Also wanted to talk a bit a little bit about religion and prepping uh, and how those kind of go together. Or, you know, some people don't think so. I tend to think they do. Uh, and a couple other things as far as bug out bags and stuff like that, too. So uh, I guess first off, just to explain to everybody, most people watching this are going to know you from Prepper website, right? But that is unfortunately not the case anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that changed in uh, the summer. It was uh, pretty crazy, pretty crazy. So uh, you know, ran Prepper website for almost going on twelve years, and um, got to a point where I mean, I, I really felt that it was something that I was supposed to be doing. And got contacted by someone who was interested in buying the website. And then I've had that before. I just uh, never really entertained it. But this time, I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just the craziness of the of the of the time. So I started talking and like started going back and forth, and it seemed a, a little bit more legit. And I threw out a number out there that I was like, I didn't think that they would you know go for it, but they did. And so I'm like, all right, well let's you know let's move forward with this. The thing is, they didn't want the podcast. So, uh, you know, I was like, I thought maybe the whole package, right? Get mm -hmm. Take the website and the podcast and, and and all that good stuff. They didn't want the podcast. So uh, I was like, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe I can, I'll, I'll take the podcast. And, and that was part of the deal is they understood that I was going to continue staying in the space, in the preparedness space, um, just doing the podcast. So that's kind of uh, what what happened, and uh, really excited about it. You know, one of the things that that it, it really hasn't changed. So if you go to Prepper website, it hasn't changed since I sold it because my son was starting to help me run uh, run the website. He was starting to load up the the articles and things like that. I had worked with him and I trained him on on what to look for and to read the articles and the, and, and all those different kinds of things. And um, the people, the people that bought it, the, they said, "Hey, we we want to continue uh, using your son, you know, if if that was all right." And so, I'm like, yeah. So they they they've employed him, so he has a he has a little side hustle to uh, to be able to do that. So uh, he continues to do that every evening. 
Very cool. So that that kind of leads to because I was going to say that with your website, and I'm this way with a lot of different prepping websites. There are websites I really trust because of the people who run them. Uh, and so with with hearing this with prepper website with you, I was like, oh man, I don't know about this anymore. Because you did, you you put a lot of work into it, and you did a lot of research, and and it was those articles that were really good and beneficial for preppers. So at least now knowing that your son's working it, uh, there is still some some Sepulveda influence in prepper website. Yeah, no, he uh, and you know he he was doing it for a little while, so he had a, a, some good experience leading up to it. But it it was hard. It felt it felt really really weird because it it was my baby for for the longest amount of time, you know. Um, and you're right. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of websites out there um, that are very very questionable. Um, people people would always want me to link to their articles on Prepper website, and so I would go and kind of do a little bit of research on them. Uh, they would have a picture on there, you know, and, you know, Google is not, is not your friend, right? But yeah. there was, uh, they do have that image search. So a lot of the times I would take their picture and put it up there and it was like a stock image. And I'm like, come on, man, you know, if, if you're not willing to put your own image or at least say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to have some OPSEC here and I don't want to put my own image up there, whatever, that's understandable. To, you know, but to, to fake it and to make it seem like you're somebody else. And yeah. I just, you know, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. So on, on a lot of them, there's, there's been two or three where I, I got, I actually wrote articles on them and it was like, I had articles ready to go. I'm like, look at this deal. You know, this is what you shouldn't be looking for, what you shouldn't be doing. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that, but yeah. uh, I wouldn't link. So, you know. yeah. So, what are you? What are you doing now? Are you still doing the Prepper Website podcast, or is it ready your future, or is it both? Yeah, or? yeah. So I I didn't feel like it would be smart to keep, you know, if I sold Prepper Website to keep it the Prepper Website podcast. So I did rebrand uh, under Ready Your Future, and uh, okay. I, I really, to, to be honest, I it, it was almost kind of like a God thing because I was already thinking this way. I was already kind of leaning this way because being in the space for a while and you know it, I mean, you, you preparedness is preparedness is preparedness, right? I mean, and there, there have been some trends over the years, you know, uh, things that have changed. Like for instance, when I first started prepper website, um, the bug out to the woods, the lone wolf type thing. I mean, that was one of the big, you know, ideas that people had. Yeah. And as people wised up, it's like that's not that's not that's not sustainable. That's not the way to that you're really going to survive. People started understanding. You know, bugging in is really the the the, the way to, to go there. And uh, for most people, I mean, it's very few people can go out to the woods and survive. And so you start seeing those types of trends. But for the most part, preparedness is preparedness. And so the same things that I'm going to do down here in the Gulf Coast for hurricanes, but people are going to do you know up north for blizzards. So there's only a certain amount of things that you can kind of talk about and you can rehash them and you can repackage them and all those different kinds of things. What I saw with COVID and what I saw with people starting to, you know, their eyes were opened up and uh, started coming to the podcast and stuff, because that's where I saw a lot of newer preppers is coming to coming from the prod, uh, coming from the podcast. 
it's like, how can we prepare our futures, you know, and, and have that better future? You, what you do now, you know, the, the little steps that you take right now, those consistent steps that you take every single day right now lead to that better future. And that's yeah. kind of what the idea is behind Ready Your Future is uh, you're, you're doing what you can now to have a better life later on down the road, whatever that might be, you know. So uh, that's kind of where the name came from and uh, really the focus is. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting watching or looking back and seeing the evolution of how the preparedness, uh, I suppose, industry has changed. And and maybe that's partly to do with how I've changed. Uh, But it it is pretty interesting. Yeah. You talk about that stuff, the things that it's become, I suppose, more mainstream. It's become more accepted to some extent to some people. Um, So it's, it's become a you know, the rational side of preparedness is actually coming out more than the, uh, like we're going to talk a little bit today with the doom, doom merry-go-round. That rational side has come out a lot more these days and preppers are starting to understand that you don't have to be that, that militant dude, you know, the dude in the gas mask and your underground bunker and all that stuff uh, to be a prepper. So it really has expanded. So very, very true. Very true on that. Uh, Misering the river in the chat said he doesn't trust guys with goatees. <laughs> I, I saw that. I was like, yeah, here, let me stretch it out a little bit further out for you, man. Yeah. Um, come on. It hides my double chin a little bit. Yeah. So I, my, I usually ignore his comments because you never know where he's going. He's, he watches all the shows. He's great, but yeah, you never know where he's going to go. So. <laughs> Uh, but with that, we are going to talk about a little bit about prepping gear and stuff. I, I think we, if we do a prepping video, we kind of have to. It's one of those just fun things in preparedness. Uh, and also the do merry-go-round. But I wanted to start this off uh, because it's something that you don't hear a lot about in preparedness. And there are few people that that I would actually want to bring this up with because I really don't. Uh, I don't want to sound rude, but I don't care about a lot of people's opinions about stuff. But I do want to talk about religion and preparedness because you are a pastor and you, you, you've you done quite a bit. You've incorporated a lot of that in what you do. It's, you know, you don't, you don't hide from it, basically. Um, and with that, we are kind of coming from it from not two different angles, but different angles. You are, you're a pastor. So, I mean, it's kind of obvious where you're coming from with it. Um, and me, I've, you know, I, I am, I am a believer but I, I, I have, I'm really hesitant as far as when it comes to um, organized church, organized religion, people, you know, people that are, you know, making money off of it and people that get famous off of it and all that stuff. So I really have that kind of hesitancy. So as we're talking about this, the only reason I bring this up is I don't want anybody, I'm not talking bad about anybody. So if I say something about uh, a certain religion or something, it's not, you know, it's, it's don't take offense to it basically, but I think it is. It's one of those things that when people talk about it, and I've even read some things from some other pastors and or, or priests or whatever talking about um, how how it's it's a bad thing because I, I think they see prepping as something that's fearful, uh, something that people do because they're afraid of something. Uh, I was reading something the other day from a uh, it was a religious website, and he was talking about how um, people shouldn't be interested in that stuff because in the Bible it talks about you shouldn't be afraid, you shouldn't be fearful. And I couldn't help but thinking it's it's like that that it's kind of the opposite of what the reasons we do it. Uh, we we don't or 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 most people anyway. It's not a fear thing. It is. I mean, it, it's inherently fear thing. It's it's kind of hard to explain. 
but it, it, it's a confidence thing. It makes us more confident of being able to handle those situations. I'll let you kind of expand on that, but that's my take on it. I mean, you, you're, you're right on with that. So I think everyone initially, um, I won't say everybody, but initially most people come to preparedness or readiness. I'm trying to say readiness now more than preparedness yeah. um, because of ready future. Um, and it, it takes the connotation out of, out of the prepper thing out as well. But most people come because of that fear aspect. They're, you know, their eyes are open. They hear something. They see a movie. They read a book. Whatever it might be, the economy, whatever it is, they 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 could come. And so there is that piece of it there. But you're right. The reason that we prep is so that we don't live in that fear. So mm-hmm. I know that you've probably have these had these emails before, had people talk about it before as well, where they're like, I lost my job and I, we were able to eat because I was able to make some, you know, some side money and I was able to pay my electricity and pay my, my rent. But the food, I mean, we had a, a pantry and we were able to eat off of that. And so it, it really does uh, help you to be more confident. Uh, I always, always talk about you don't want your kids in the middle of a poop pit the fan situation, emergency situation. You don't want them turning to you and saying, mom, dad, uh, what, what are we going to do here? Or, or how are we going to get through this? And then you don't have any kind of explanation or any kind of advice or any kind of plan on how you're going to move. But if someone was to say, or your kids were to say, how are we going to do this? I'm like, oh, don't worry. I've got this. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And we're going to do this. I think a lot of people's eyes were opened up, you know, you know, the last couple of years with the shortages and different things like that. Um, you know, it, it's been a while since someone says it's been a while since Todd's been on, uh, even you know before when when things started going downhill with with uh, um, you know this this and I know we're on YouTube so I'm going to be careful you know about <laughs> I'll be try I'll try to be careful about what I'm saying yeah <laughs> but uh, when we kind of went started going downhill here the last couple of weeks back in uh, what was that February 2020 um, I I pulled in my my team at work and and I told my boss at that time. Um, I said, I just feel like I have to, I have to talk to them, you know, and, and these are people that I work with and I, and I bump up against every single day. And, and I let them know, like, we were about to go on spring break. And I said, listen, when you go on spring break, if you have a little bit of time, go to, go to the store. And I've been following the stuff that's been going on, you know, coming, coming and I, you know, stock up on food, extra food and extra hygiene items. Worst case scenario, you're going to be glad you like, you, you have them. Best mm-hmm. case scenario, you don't have to go to the store for a couple of extra weeks or whatever it might be. So we went on spring break and I, I I was following all this stuff. I was expecting to come back from that and then maybe come a, you know, a week or two and then everything kind of, uh, you know, uh, shut down after that. Well, we during spring break, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. They they uh they stopped, man. It was like we're canceling all the shows. And that is one of the biggest livestock shows and rodeos in the country. And when they did that, everybody here in Houston panicked. I mean, that's that's when when the Houston Livestock Show Rodeo canceled, everybody went to the stores and things were just bought up and crazy. <laughs> and uh, people were emailing, you know, texting me like, thank you so much for warning me. Thank you so much for, you know, because I w- didn't even have this idea, I didn't, didn't even have this plan. 
So people's eyes were opened up at how smart it was to have be a little bit better prepared, you know, not to go, not to the bunker, you know, not to go out to the woods and all that, not to go to that extreme, uh, which, I mean, if I had a place out in the woods, a cabin in the, I always joke around with the people at work. It's like, I just need that, you know, it's that meme that we see online, right? A cabin in the woods and the internet and we're good to go. Um, I would, I would love that, but I don't have that. So I'm going to make do with what I have and be as, mm-hmm. you know, as prepared as I can. It, it's going to, it makes me feel good. If a hurricane is in the Gulf and, and this has happened to us before, a hurricane is in the Gulf and we know that it's going to hit Galveston and come up I-45 and hit Houston. I don't have to go and face the, all the crowds that are in the, in the grocery stores because we're, we're good to go. So it just makes a whole lot of sense. And yeah. uh, pastors who pastors who don't, uh, if you, if we, I mean, are we, are you want to go the the religion thing here? Can I can I can I take it the religion route just here? Yeah, absolutely. That's what this whole segment's about. So go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so the the pastors who you're right who don't want to talk about this stuff they're 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 fearful they're they're scared. Um, and, and a lot of Christians liken this to like the rapture, the end of days, you know, it's like, Hey, this is like the tribulation period. And there's so many different views on that. People who believe like the rapture. And for those that, that don't know that the rapture is a time where the church is taken to heaven before, uh, before Jesus comes back. So some, some Christians believe it'll be seven years you know, then there'll be seven years of tribulation. Some believe it's, you know, in the mid, you know, three and a half years. Some believe it's a little bit further out and that, we, that Christians will go through the tribulation. But everybody has their different views of that. So when people think about prepare, or at least Christians start thinking about preparing, they're thinking about this, you know, that time, the tribulation mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But just like I mentioned, we we have times, hard times all the time. You lose your jobs. There are shortages, all the different things that we go through, hurricanes, blizzards, uh, flooding, fires, all those kinds of things that it just makes sense to be prepared for. So, um, you know, it's it's really almost comes down to an educational side of it. Hopefully there's pastors. I mean, I know because of the of, of being in the space for a while, I know that there's a lot of pastors who have listened to the podcast and who, uh, you know, go to Prepper website and different things like that. And so they have a different understanding in a different view but for the most part that's where pastors and and most christians are coming from yeah and i think part of that is because like with like i was talking about with some of the stuff i was reading it's them not understanding or maybe not hearing you speak about it or somebody like you speak about it they hear these doom like we're going to be talking about the doom merry-go-round they hear those people talking about it and it's like no stay away from that and and i agree with that and then you get the people that maybe don't understand prepping and it's it's sort of the same thing they have this idea of what prepping is and it, when they listen to somebody like you or me or whatever they understand that it's about a whole lot more than the than the apocalypse or the rapture or, or all of that it's it's about your daily life um, it's funny you mention that because with me I, I whenever when people ask me about that stuff it's like you know there's a there's a lot that happened. I mean, yes, you can be confident because of what the Bible teaches and all that stuff, but there's a, a lot that's going to happen between now and then and no guarantees of anything. So it, it just, it just kind of makes sense to, you know, prepare. If we're going to have to live through it, we might as well, <laughs> we might as well be around doing what we can uh, rather than just torturing ourselves and not having a damn thing. So, 
Um, yeah, well, and they forget about, you know, Joseph and Noah and, and all the other, you know, things in the Bible that we see where it was, you know, you had to prepare. And it was just the way of living, right? It, it, it's just, and we always talk about like our, our great grandfathers, you know, and, and stuff like that. They had to have the seeds, you know, to, for, to plant the next, the next season. And that's the way they lived. So mm-hmm. a lot of those people, if they looked at us today, there's like, that's not prepared. No, that's just the way we lived back then. Uh, for us, it's, you know, it's, it, it's preparedness because, uh, you know, or, or now people think we're wacky because we have 24 seven Walmarts and Amazon that come and drop off packages to your house and, and all the different kinds of things that we have available, which is that that's crazy to think about how tight that all is integrated and hiccups that happen can break that apart so quickly. Yeah. 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 No kidding. The, the other aspect that I wanted to touch on with you is because I think this is it, a, a lot of the problems that we're seeing today is because of the way that society, and, and I talk about this all the time over on the survival preppers, YouTube channel, but the society just seems like it's just, it's, it's decaying from, I, I mean, it just, and I got to be careful what we say. Cause like you said, we're on YouTube and there are certain subjects that are just taboo these days, which drives me crazy too. But, um, with society, I think society and the way that things are going is a major part of of why we should be prepared. But how much do you think? Get your opinion on this. Do you think that the loss of religion, basically, or or even just those religious values, is contributing to that that kind of decay in society? The the loss of morals. The you know people just. I, I guess without that belief in God, they need to have something to believe in. So it's climate change. It's, you know, pick your, pick your poison. Um, what, how much do you think that contributes to uh, the whole situation? It, I, I think it contributes a, a lot. A lot of people will go, you know, a lot of ministers will go back and, and point to like when prayer was taken out of school and, you know, the different, the different things that, you know, uh, have happened in, you know, from the Supreme Court, you know, in the last, you know, the last year and then the last, you know, five, 10 years or whatever. Um, when you look at the biblical record, when when you look at uh, the pattern that has happened through the Bible, the, actually the whole book of Judges is like this. So the, the it's, it's one circle, actually. So it's like the people of Israel are blessed. They get away from God. They start sinning. Uh, God says, you know, truck calls them back. They don't listen. God sends some kind of oppression in the form of, uh, you know, some kind of army or, you know, some other government that takes them over. They get oppressed. They cry out to God. God sends a judge, a deliverer. Uh, they get right with God. And then, you know, they start living again. And so it's this, this cycle that we see all throughout the book of Judges, but really it's all throughout the Old Testament, when people lived right with God, when when they lived that righteous life, then they were truly blessed. And so it's 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 plain and simple. So when you have a society that has gotten away from that, I don't I don't even think we are. I, I I've told my church I don't call I don't say we're a post Christian nation anymore. I say we're an anti Christian nation. Because it's like, stay in your churches and shut up. Don't come out to the public square. And if you do, 
you know, you're going to be blasted for it. Well, we have the the minister up in 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 Canada. You know, the, I don't know about his whole theology or whatever, but he was taken to prison and stuff because he was having church. You know, you could go to Walmart and stand in line, and you can have these big old, uh, you know, during you know during our last couple of years, right? Um, you can go to Walmart, you can go to all these other different places, and you can wait in line, you can be around people, but you couldn't go to church. And if you had church service, you know, you were taken and, and you were put in jail. And so I, I think that's the case where we are. You know, there's pockets that are better than others in our nation uh, where we live. I think, you know, Texas is, is a little bit better than, than, than some nations or some, nation, some, some uh, states, but there's some other states that probably better than, than Texas in, in some things. So I, I really do agree with you when we, when you say that we have devolved into this, you know, this society and, uh, you know, looking, you know, looking for all these other things instead of putting our attention on God. And that's when everything starts to, to uh, come together. You know, one of my favorite scriptures and I have it. My wife actually, she made a nice little uh, plaque for me. Is Matthew six thirty three? You know, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And that's one. You know, that's my favorite favorite scripture. It's like when you're right with God, when you do what you're supposed to be doing, everything starts to line up. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have issues. It doesn't mean that things aren't. You know, you're going to have that flat tire. You're going to get feel sick. You're going to, you're going to get up right now. I'm dealing with a little bit of gout, you know, it's like, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get gout, but your overall life is going to be blessed. So, yeah, I think another aspect for even for people that are listening that aren't religious or anything, this country was, and I've talked about this before, but this country was founded by a bunch of people that, that were really religious. I mean, it, it, it leaked into all of the stuff that we do. And over generations, I think, you know, it it sort of kind of, it gets passed down from generation to generation. And I think the, the more or the less that it gets passed down to the next generation, it gets lost. And because of that, there's a lot of, of really good lessons and, you know, how to be a good human, basically, <laughs> if you just pay attention to that stuff. But those lessons aren't getting taught to the to the next generation and the next generation like they used to be so people are losing those values as well and they're you know it, you can see how just selfish people are and how um just all, it's all about them and and that's kind of the society we're in where when it does come crashing down if something does happen uh <laughs> it's going to be far worse than it would have been 50 60 years ago uh with the, the mentality that people had so yeah I don't, I can't remember what the, I can't remember who said it, but there's that idea is, you know, if, if uh, you're a believer and it's true, well, then you're, you're, you're good, right? You have that eternal life. But if the Bible isn't true, but you live your life that way, well, you know, the worst that's ever happened is you live a moral life. You know, and so exactly what you're saying right there, um, you know, we have lost a lot of that throughout the years. You just think about the things that people value, you know, the card. It's like who I don't who still watches the Kardashians. Right. But they still still do. I don't I mean, like who wants to watch that? But people still do. And and all the different crazy things that are out there, you know, just on, on television. 
Um, 16 you know, and I, pregnant? I, <laughs> the yeah. shows like that? It's like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, and they, they glorify the wrong things, you know. I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm very selective about what I watch. But even, even that, you know, like when someone uses God's name in vain, if I, if I'm watching a movie, that's like the worst thing. Like I can handle everything else. You can sit there and cuss like a sailor. But if you use God's name in vain, that's something that really is a really big turnoff for me. So if I'm watching a show that usually you just, you know, you just cut that off. But it's like you hear it all over the place nowadays. Nowadays, you know, it's not even, you know, it's not even cable anymore. You hear it everywhere. Yeah, so anyway, that's kind of my my two cents on that. Yeah, I'm the same way. And when it when it slips out of my mouth, and it it rarely does, but when it does, I got to pause real quick, and you know, it's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> did I just do that? <laughs> um, but and that's even when I'm by myself. So yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Um, so. We're at about a half an hour now, and we got a couple other things to talk about. But I just, I'm glad I, I got the opportunity to talk with you about this stuff because I think it is something that people need to, regardless whether you're a Christian or not, or or what your beliefs are. I think there's there's a lot to it that if if people were still had those types of beliefs and still had those um, those morals and stuff, society wouldn't be like it is today. You know, you talk about the mass shootings, you talk about all the, the other things that go on. It would be far different. People talk about how things didn't happen like this 50 years ago. And there's a whole lot of reasons, but I don't think like, like teaching gun classes in school and stuff. I don't think we could get away with that these days with the society, the way it is. Uh, Whereas we could, you know, 50 years ago because of, um, how people were and these days it's just so out of whack uh i don't trust anyone <laughs> you know when i was in uh when i was in high school i uh, i went to um a, a magnet high school for a little while and um and <laughs> it was it was one for like if you wanted to be a lawyer or a police officer you know in in the future and i realized i didn't want to be a police officer or a lawyer so i went to my local my local high school but before that, I was in ROTC here because that, they had a very big program. And we had our own rifle range on the campus. I mean, we, you know, so we, we were in there. And we, I was in the shooting club in ROTC. And we were given our, our uh, 22 and we would go shoot, you know, there on campus. I mean, what the heck? Who, yeah. who would even think that that would be possible today? So I, it, that, that was, you know, and it was like, there was not a lot of, it was like the sergeant was there. It was like, we, you know, it was like six guys on the line and you're laying down in the you know, prone position and, 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 and shooting off rounds. You know, they gave us, you know, it wasn't like, here's one, here's one, here's one. You know, they gave us, you know, like 10 rounds and we did our, our shooting practice and stuff. I mean, that, there, there's no way you would ever be able to do that nowadays. <laughs> no, I remember back in the day, my dad had his Ford truck with the, the gun rack in the window, had a shotgun, his rifle and stuff. If you saw something like that today, there'd be a SWAT team all over him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. so at any rate, this kind of leads into a little bit about the, you, you did a podcast a little while back. Uh, I think it was a month or two ago about the doom merry-go-round. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. It was a really good podcast. And I wanted to talk about that because it really, especially with everything that's going on these days, 
uh, it's really hard to stay off that damn merry-go-round. <laughs> so uh, with all the things that it just seems like from one direction or the next, things that could be coming at you. But um, it is important for us to kind of maintain that level head, even though inherently prepping is about all that bad information. We take all that stuff in and we process it, but we, we do need to... There are a lot of people, like you were talking about in your podcast, that will, and a lot of us listen to it. We we want that stuff, too. That's part of it. But there are a lot of people that will um, it, make things a lot bigger than they, than they are or that they need to be to get clicks, to get views, to get ratings. And it, it builds up your anxiety. And then when nothing happens, you almost, I mean, to some extent, feel a little bit foolish or, or you know, whatever it is. Uh, but there's a lot of that stuff going on out there. Explain what you were talking about in that show about, um, you know, just just kind of make, having a level head about this whole situation. Yeah, well, and I guess you probably have experienced this as well as I have. And so, you know, throughout the years, when, when, when you start out, there's still that fear, you know, that, that, that understanding. So you're paying attention to everything, you know, EMPs, solo. For, I mean, I remember when I was first, this was pre prepper website, walking into my campus, walking and realizing, and, and part of it was, it was all the junk that I was reading. Um, it was not junk, but it was good stuff. But I had read like lights out. This is really, really early on. I read like lights out. I read one second after and I read, um, oh my gosh, Last Babylon, right? All like, you know, back to back to back. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I walked into my, I was walking the halls and every, you know, teachers were getting, it was, it was around this time. Teachers were getting ready. They were getting their rooms ready. You know, kids were coming in. And I'm like, these people have no clue, you know, an EMP could happen at any time and their whole lives would just be wrecked, you know? And so there was times where I would walk around. It was almost kind of like in a little bit of a daze. And you're like, okay, so, um, you know, how many years ago was that? That was pre-prepper website over 12 years ago. It was like you know, walking around just waiting for the bad stuff to happen. It's like, oh, my gosh, is it, is it going to happen today? Oh, oh my gosh, is it, is it going to happen today? And you realize after a while, it's like that's it's just a bunch of crap, you know? It's, it's mm -hmm. not crap. It's very possible but it's not probable going back to exactly. hey, that job loss that can, that can happen or you know things like that i mean we were prepared for a hurricane how many times has a hurricane come into the gulf and i mean i feel sorry for the people in louisiana it just seems like every hurricane recently has been going up towards louisiana and, and mississippi and, and uh, so we haven't been getting hit like we're you know we're quote unquote overdue for ours but then being in Prepper website, you get the emails. I, mean, I know that you've received them as well. Hey, I've got this insider information. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, wow. You know, so, so you know, at first you're starting to, to really pay attention. And you're like, oh, my gosh, is this really, uh, you know, you remember the Jade Helm stuff, you know? You're like, oh, my gosh, Jade yeah. Helm. And I had people, you know, sending me all kinds of stuff that was going on. And people that I knew were hitting me up, Todd, is it, is it real? Do you, you know, teachers and stuff and, and, oh my gosh. And so you have, you know, all this stuff. And then, so you get people that say, Hey, I have an insider, you know, insider information, you know, that someone that I know that knows someone in the government has said this. And then you have those. And then you have the other ones where like Todd, I have a, a, you know, a family member who lives in the, you know, who, who works for the government high level and, and they're telling me this. And so I'm preparing. 
And so those you're like, oh my gosh, okay, so this is like, you know, direct information here. And then it turns out to be nothing, you know, big old, you know, nothing burger, uh, you know, the, the blood moons and you have all that kind of junk, you know, and people are like all paying attention and freaking out and, and, and nothing ever happens. So if you live your life jumping to the next thing, you know, the, 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 the thing that, that's coming up here that everyone's talking about now are, you know, famine and food shortages and, and different things like that, I would highly recommend for people to go, I'm just about finished reading it. It's uh, I uh, not reading it, listening to it. So I listen to audiobooks, and it's a it's a 16 hour audiobook by Peter Zahan. Uh, the end of the world is just the beginning, right? And so I mean, he he paints a very bleak, bleak picture for a, a lot of the world. And there are going to be places where there are going to be famines and different things like that. But in the United States, we're going to be a lot better than a lot of the other places in the world. So, yeah, things are going to cost a lot more than we're used to. Um, We're not going to have the um, the varieties that probably that we're used to. There are going to be some things that we might have to make do without. But famine? Uh, No. I mean, are there going to be places that have famine? Yeah. But, you know, again, so it's like this, there's always something that is coming up, keeping the, keeping us on the edge of our seats. It's like the news cycle, the same thing is like, they got to like, you know, get it so hyped up so that you watch the news and, and it's, it's not that big of a deal. So I, I yeah. finally got to the point is like, you can't live your life like that. You know, um, I, I know because of prepper website, the articles that would you know if it was a bug out article if it was an emp man if you want if you are if you want to create a website and you want clicks or you want a video channel or or whatever it is just start it and just talk about emp every single day and forget it you'll blow up because everybody wants to hear about the emp that's going to come and send us back to the 1800s right and so is it is it possible is it possible for that to happen yes it is I mean, right now we're in, uh, you know, solar flares right now. There's M class that are that are popping off. You know, I I have my little, you know, my little alerts on my phone, you know. And so but they're not going to they're not going to kill the the grid, you know, on on, in the earth or whatever. So we're definitely going to be able to survive. So we got to be careful about all that. And, And then my responsibility as a creator as a podcaster, as a, you know, making videos every once in a while, uh, writing articles is I, I want to help people to understand that you don't have to live in that fear all the time. You're missing life, you know, yeah. living in fear every single, every single day. So there's always that fear that you, that you have to bring up. And I, I still click on those articles. You know, I, I have the Saturday prep that I send out every, every Saturday morning and I still click on those articles because I'm looking for good articles to post, you know, to put in the Saturday prep. But it's, you know, it I, I know which ones will get clicks and which ones are, are uh, you know, which which ones are. And that's what's really sad is there are really great articles out there that really talk about how to do things and how to be prepared. And they don't get the the recognition or they don't get the clicks because 
Yeah, they're not the, they don't put the doom stuff in there about, you know, SHTF and the end of the world as we know it and, and EMPs and all that different kind of stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I talked a whole lot there. Hopefully that was what you were <laughs> Yeah. And it, and I, I think I'm, well, I know I'm a whole lot more, and I said this in an email when we were talking, uh, I'm a whole lot more doomy than you are. Um, you, you tend to stay, you know, really level with all this stuff. And I, we, because of the show that Brian and I do over at the Survival Preppers, um, we do tend to get into a lot of that stuff. But I think there's a difference between talking about that stuff that is, you know, on the horizon or could be a reality and talking about it in that way rather than some of these people. And I'm not going to say any names or anything, but there's a couple YouTube channels that are massive, that it seems like every title is, I just got this information, or you're not going to believe this, or, you know, all of those things just drive me bonkers. Because, yes, I do, and prepping inherently is pretty doomy. Um, so we do talk about a lot of that stuff. I do, anyway. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, I do. But it's not to the extent of them like you better get your stuff done, you better get this ready because it's all coming down next week and um, and it's over with. That's just we all know that's that. I mean, I've been doing this for ten years. Um, I'm surprised. I was thinking about um, the national debt when I first started this, and it was like seven trillion, and yet we're still here and they're still spending like crazy. So, um, it, I mean, eventually something, yes, something is going to come hap come down, but it's kind of like the Bible. We don't know when we don't know how, uh, it is possible, but for these people to get online and start talking about how, how they got some secret inside information about how Armageddon is going to happen or, or the apocalypse is going to go down No, <laughs> but they're really popular. So it's our fault too. Because, like I said, one of those channels, I'll click on it just to see what, what they're saying. Because it's it's almost like, oh, great, here we go again. What's this? And it, it, you know, so it works. We all watch the news. We all, you know, all those things that catch people's attention. It, it works, unfortunately, because of us. You, you got to do the bait and switch. So I've done that a couple of times where... Uh, was it was it an email or was it an article that I wrote? You know, I had this real clickbait article or, or maybe it was a subject line and then i'm like oh did you really click on that you know on that link you know so let me let's talk about that and so it was the same kind of idea is like you got to stop clicking on the clickbait you know and and you got to get prepared it, it, so much you know those types of things will get you like hey i'm gonna run out to the to the store and and get a week's worth of whatever but what kind of long-term plan do you have, you know, to, to be able to sustain something truly? So uh, I, I know one of the things that I, I guess so, some of my focus is because I know people are new to preparedness when they hit the podcast. And so um, really trying to keep it level for them and, and focus on the things that will really get you, um, you, know, get, you know, more for your money and, and mm -hmm. really be a benefit to you if things really went south yeah I, I if if anybody were to come to me and say they're new to prepping i just had somebody today actually um i would not steer them towards our survival preppers youtube channel <laughs> and it would be more towards the survivals prepper uh something like yours uh something that is just going to give you that information you need to become better prepared and all that 
And then, you know, you get to some, I mean, it's not to say all YouTube channels are bad and all websites are bad. Uh, a lot of the websites are just regurgitating a lot of the basic information too. Uh, but um, there is that, that doom merry-go-round that it can be pretty easy to get stuck in and, or, or grab the, you know, grab the hook on some of this stuff and they get pulled into a direction until you find out, okay, this is, this is stuff that is not helping me become better prepared. It's not, you know, not doing me any favors and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm avoiding or, or I'm not doing the other stuff I should be doing because I'm paying attention to this and I'm, I'm scared hiding in the corner in my basement. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's it's out there, and, and unfortunately, it's it's everything in life. I mean, news has been that way since I've been a kid. It's it's way worse now, now that they have 24-hour news uh, where everything's... And then that news just goes on to these different channels and these different things, and it just gets amplified and amplified and, and all that. You've got to... It's it's tough. How do you do it um, as, as far as shutting it off? Because we do need to take a break sometimes um, and just focus on the things that matter. Uh, in your life, in that show you did, the Doom Mary go round, you you had went over some comments, which is very cool uh, because you get different perspectives on uh, the way other people are doing it. But I think somebody in that show mentioned how sometimes you just got to disconnect, and as long as you're you're confident in your preps and you know you understand which directions to go, you really don't need all that outside noise, right? No, I, I think that's where it's like preparedness is preparedness is preparedness. Um, preparedness is universal. The, again, like I said, the things that, that I do here in, in Houston for hurricane season, you're going to do up north for, you know, for, uh, for a blizzard. You're going to tweak it, of course, you know, but you're going to do the same basic types of things. And so that, that's kind of where I guess my focus is. Um, I can't remember, to be honest with you, I can't remember some of the specifics that, that uh, those comments were. But um, for, for me, is I don't. I, I guess I've seen so much of the videos and clicked on so many of the articles because for proper website, I mean, I did read every article and when we link to videos, I would watch every video. And if I link to a podcast, I would listen to every single podcast. I got to the point where I, I could just look at it and, and know like that. Okay. You know, I know exactly what that's going to be. So I just don't click on those types of things anymore. Mm -hmm. Right now, one of the things that's probably interesting more than interesting me more than anything is, is more gardening, you know, uh, the gardening and, and, and being able to do that. Um, lately, I've been so busy with my new job that I uh, it, it's, you know, I haven't been able to spend a whole lot of time, you know, just being in front of the computer looking for the next doom thing. So yeah. I think that has kind of helped me as well. One of the things I always suggest to people too is get a side hustle. You need to get a side hustle and you need to get out there and earn some extra money, you know, because things are going to get tough and things are going to cost more money. And so if you're keeping yourself busy, you don't have a lot of time to, to uh, you know, get online and, and just sit there and watch YouTube for hours and hours and hours, clicking on all those clickbait type videos. You, you find the ones that are really valuable and, and you, you, you go and you watch those and you listen to those and you, and you move on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, misreading the river in the chat. That's exactly who I was talking about. I'm not going to put the, uh, I'm not going to put your comment up, and I'm not going to say the name. But, but yes, you knew exactly who I was talking about uh, as far <laughs> as the the YouTube channels. Uh, but yeah, I think it's important to kind of stay up to date on on what's current and what's going on. 
Uh, it's important to pay attention to the things that are likely to affect you. But at the same time, you do need to do that stuff. Even the, the learning the skills that like you were talking about with gardening, uh, getting outside, uh, getting the exercise. You know, we're going to talk about bug out bags a little bit before we get out of here. But maybe even I mean, preppers, we love all our gear and our trinkets and our gadgets and stuff. Right. So um, playing with that and, and doing make, you know, inventory and rotation and all those different things that truly are important with preparedness uh and that way you don't have time uh to get sucked into that stuff now like i said some people just really do like it i mean i enjoy talking with brian on our other show about all these different things that are coming up and we get kind of um we get kind of a little bit too into it <laughs> i think um more, I, like i've said on the show before a little bit more that it's probably not as not too healthy <laughs> as much as we get into all that stuff but but it is, um, you know, it is important to, to kind of make, level yourself and get out of that and just do the stuff that's important. Pay attention to your friends and family, even stuff that has nothing to do with preparedness. Friends, family, um, all of that stuff, just to, you know, kind of uh, take the cork out <laughs> a little bit so you can you can breathe. Yep. So uh, let me see if we have any comments in here. Uh, I know Mystery of the River was talking a little bit about um, – it's it's really tough, um, and he's he's had some comments about this before too. Is you know, it's really tough, especially in this industry, to as creators um, to not sort of go that route. And I do it, and like I said, I'm more doomy than you. I do it sometimes because it's sort of tough not to go that route uh, and talk about that, those things. Otherwise, nobody's going to listen to you. But at the same time, you don't have to go to the extent as uh, a lot of these people do. Uh, to just well, to scare the bejesus out of you. But to be honest, I mean, there are big emergencies that happen, right? I mean, mm -hmm. Fukushima happened, or right? you need to be able to understand what that is. I mean, the, you know, there's war going on right now in Ukraine in in Russia. I mean, there are big things that 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 happen, you know. And uh, you a, a big fire. I mean, how many times have you know, has California had a fire? And it's just completely blown up a, a, a neighborhood or or the floods, you know, that we had down here with Hurricane Harvey. So big, big things do happen. People need to know, you know, the ramifications of that and how dangerous they are. So you do have to hit those things every so often. You know, the, the people during World War Two that were in 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 Europe, uh, you know, they probably weren't. You know, well, I mean, they had World War One, but I mean, you know, it's like all, all of a sudden everything's going good, and then Germany wants to invade, and and you know, same thing with Ukraine. I was reading reading an article about um, there's guy who was talking about you know he was he's going out he's going to go meet a you know a girl you know the the next day, and that's when Russia starting it started to invade, and no one really believed that it was really going to happen like that. Yeah, so you know. Big things do happen. You have to talk about those and have some understanding of it. But yeah, you can't live in it. So, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, even that whole Ukraine thing. Even the Ukrainian government and people were telling them, "Hey, don't. That's not going to happen. Don't worry about it." So, uh, you do. You know, it is important to think about things realistically and all that stuff. But it's not. Um, you know, just because of some of the things that are going on here internally inside the United States. Um, isn't a reason to quit your job and, you know, uh, spend all your money, get max out your credit cards and get a bunch of supplies and move to the middle of nowhere or whatever. Uh, it's just, 
And then in three, four years from now, when everything is sort of the same exact way as it is right now, uh, you know, you're, you're broke and you can't do a damn thing. So, uh, yeah, it's important just to as level-headed as we possibly can be. There's a lot of stuff, especially right now. I, I talked to Brian about this a couple times, but it seems like when I first started preparing and we talked about all of these things that are possible, it seems like there's more, um, it, with me anyway, a sense of urgency these days, and they're a lot closer in that rearview mirror <laughs> than they ever have been, uh, where it was, it's almost the good old days of prepping. <laughs> Yeah, so you're right on that, and I actually was thinking about this the other day too. So we're kind of on the on the same wavelength here. You know, in the past it was like one thing. You know, Shemitah. You know, the blood moons. Uh, you know, 2012. Whatever it was, it was like one thing. The economy that 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 people were focusing on. Right now, there's a whole bunch of stuff up in the air, mm -hmm. a bunch of balls up in the air that people are dealing with. You know, we, we look at politics and, and how crazy that is right now. And, and, and we, you know, all the things that are being said there, we look at the economy that's going on. We know of uh, the shortages that are happening and viruses that are going on and, um, uh, you know, the war in Ukraine and what that could mean. And so there's all these different things that are going on all at one time that, uh, yeah, it, it makes it feel like more of an, you know, urgency that you need to be paying attention and you need to be ready. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's, it's not too late to be ready. So I know there's some people that I have uh, talked to in the past where it's like, man, if you're not prepared, forget it, you're done. And I'm like, no, it's never too late to prepare. You know, uh, you can you can get prepared right now, so you can start doing that. Yeah, and I think I heard <laughs> people talking like that when I first started too. Uh, you yeah. know, and it's like, okay, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe you're right, but maybe you're wrong. The the odds are that you're wrong, and you know, people people have plenty of time. So I I I would never tell somebody, yeah, it's too late. You know, if you don't have anything now, it's, you know, that's somebody that doesn't care about helping somebody else. That's somebody that, that wants to feel better about themselves. I think anyway, but Hey, I'm, I'm super prepper. I got another thing care of your host. <laughs> super prepper. There's a website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll bet you somebody's already got that website. That's right. That's right. Superprepper.com. Yeah. <laughs> I would make t-shirts and everything for that. That'd be fantastic. I'm going to have to look that up when we get done. <laughs> uh, at any rate, before we get out of here, I did want to talk about a little bit about bug out bags. Cause as everyone knows, that's watching the show or, or has listened to the, the podcast and stuff. I just bought a new bug out bag, uh, the bag itself. And I'm going through my old one and, and, you know, trying to figure out what's, what I'm going to keep, what I'm not. And I wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, I I've been going, Going down this this kind of thing where it's like I don't necessarily want to call it a bug out bag. I don't necessarily want to call it a get home bag because it's more of an all purpose kind of a utility bag that I'm going to use if it is a bug out situation that I'm going to use if it is a get home situation. And then along with that, I think that the odds of actually and I'll let you you know go wherever you want with this. I've, I've pointed out three different things, but um, the odds that you're there you're in a situation um where you're gonna have to bug out are very slim unless you're talking about maybe a situation like you might see down in texas with with a natural disaster but a 
doomsday apocalypse type bug out into the middle of the woods thing. I just don't see that as um, viable for a majority of the people. So what are your thoughts on the whole what type of bag and then the, the necessity and all that stuff? Again, that's part of the whole the prepper thing, right? It's like, oh, get home bag, you know, seventy two hour bag, everyday carry bag. It's like, do do what you want to do on that, you know. Um, b- build the bag that you want to build and call it whatever you want to call yeah. it, you know, and let it fit your purpose, whatever it might be. So the the person who is a park ranger, you know, his bag or his EDC or whatever you want to is going to be way different than mine where I, I work 10 minutes from my home and I'm not going to carry a full out bag like that. You know, I, I can walk home in 30 minutes an hour, you know, if I, if I had to, so things are good, you know, you really need to make it your own and, and know what your purpose is in, in all of that. You know, one of the things, you know, cause I, I talked about bug out bags not too long ago, but my thing for a bug out bag was, if you're bugging out, you know that you're going somewhere else. You know that mm-hmm. you are bugging out to some location, whether that's some yeah. other hotel, whether that is a family member out in the country, or whether that's your bug out location, your cabin in the woods, whatever it is. You're bugging out to a certain location, so you know that you have uh, whatever you need to get there, right? You so better anyway. That's, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's where I come from with the, with a bug out bag, but... Um, I've recently switched from bug out bags to a bug out box and uh, it's killing me because I was going to write an article on it. And um, I I can't remember who it was. I think it was urban survival site or survival Sullivan. One of those guys, they wrote an article on the bug out box and I was like, Oh man, (laughs) they beat me to it. And so it doesn't mean that I can't write one, but I mean, they beat me to it. And so I was actually going to, do that this uh this last podcast episode i didn't record one this last week because my throat was for a while there i thought maybe oh my gosh am i getting covid again uh we had um we had some big events and stuff like that and people around me were dropping like flies and like crap you know am i am i gonna be dealing with that again (laughs) but it was just a sore throat and it was drainage and all that kind of stuff so I, i but i didn't wind up doing doing uh doing the podcast this week because my throat was so sore and was trying to save it for sunday morning but uh yeah we went to a a bug out box and basically it's a big so if you if you think about the idea of a bug out bag i have four family members living with me right now so if we were to bug out everybody's grabbing their bag or at least you hope they're grabbing your bag or maybe one person is grabbing all four of them You're, you're they're trying to remember to grab all four of those bags or you have that bug out bag a box and it's a tote with everything that would be in that bug out bag. And, and, and I, you know, I've got some, some big boys that can handle that tote and they would be able to take it to the vehicle because I don't know. I mean, I'm not planning on bugging out on foot unless I absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a big guy and I don't necessarily want to want to do that. I want to be in my vehicle and, and, you know, I've got a truck and it's a little bit higher than a car. And, you know, hopefully I can get get through water or whatever I need to get through, get to, to to get out if I needed that. But the but the bug out box has everything that I would need. And it also has the bags inside of there. So if I needed, if for whatever reason, the worst case scenario, we had to stop and we needed to just continue on with what we had on our backs, 
we could still bug, get the, the bags out and load it up with whatever we needed and continue on. So uh, that one box kind of carries everything. And I just, that's kind of the, the way that I went to. Um, I, I hated going to the bug out bag and looking for something and like, okay, <laughs> you know, is yeah. it in this pocket? Yeah. Is it in this pocket? And that bag, that box is like, everything is right there, you know? It, yeah. it's, it's packed in there, but it's right there, and uh, and you can see it. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, and that's that's kind of my same philosophy because I've got a lot of stuff in my truck. Uh, the back seat, basically, I've got real shallow bins that go yeah. right under the seat. So when I do have the kids, which they're, I'm an empty nester now, so it's, it's not that often. I don't have to reorganize things as much as I used to, but I could stick those right under the seat, and then nobody would even know. Uh, now I've got a little bit more room back there. <laughs> There's a little bit more stuff back there. I would actually have to play a little bit of Jenga to get everything to fit. But it's the same type of philosophy. Uh, you're you're taking your stuff from inside your house, and the first the first thing that we're doing is driving, if at all possible, getting out as quickly as possible, doing that. And then if it comes to a situation where that isn't possible anymore. Then you, t- you figure out what you're going to take from, or I'll figure out what I'm going to take from my truck. Um, granted, the bag will already be set up, but there are other things, depending on the season and the situation, that I may want to take out of my truck and take with me. Some things I may want to take out of the bag. Uh, with, with Me and Lisa are going to be going together, I mean, kind of ride or die, basically. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's both of us or none of us is what we've talked about before. So my bug out bag... And her bug out bag would have, you know, it's kind of pointless to have this the exact same things, a lot of the exact same things in those two bags because we're going to be together. So she'd want some things and I'd want some things. And that's part of that that box that you were talking about or like in my truck with all the different gear. It's a combination of both of those things. And when you get to that situation, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's the get home situation. She's got her stuff that she's always got with her. I've got my stuff that I always have with me. And then you've got the bug out situation, which is highly unlikely. But if it does happen, like you, if you had to evacuate because of a hurricane or something, you're going with your whole family. It's not like Todd's taking off and, and saying, hey, when you guys are done, I'll meet you over here. Um, it's the whole family. So it's a, a big thing. Yeah. I'll tell you one of the bags, you know, when you were talking, one of the in, in taking trips. So um, w- one of the bags that always kind of goes with me when I travel is my first aid bag. And, you know, it's 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 not really the big first aid, you know, uh, backpack that you can get like from Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. But they do sell this one kit that's it's a, you know, more robust. Right. And uh, I wound up making my own. And I've, I, you wind up using that more than anything else, you know, especially when you're going on, on a trip and, and uh, you know, going to, for me, like going to San Antonio or going to Dallas or whatever it might be, going to Louisiana, having that little first aid bag that, that had all those different kinds of things in there. If there was an accident and I stopped to help somebody or I needed medicine or whatever, I wind up using that even in my EDC more than anything else, you know, that, that mm-hmm. winds up being the stuff that I use the most. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of my, my goal with this is just to make it a utility bag where any situation that happens, it's going to get, it's going to serve its purpose. Uh, and then I'm going to have other stuff, you know, enough stuff. I think, I can't remember who made the comment the other day we were doing a video and they said, 
I need enough stuff to get to my other stuff. <laughs> so, and that's kind of, you know, prepping in general. Um, so, um, at any rate, I think we are going to get out of here, Todd. Um, I do appreciate you being on tonight. I know it was kind of messed up in the beginning, but I'm glad uh, that we actually got to get together and talk a little bit. Everyone in the chat, I'm glad. Thank you for sticking around for two and a half hours with me. Um, the first part was pretty rough. I'm surprised you made it. You After my solo video, I'm surprised you all came back, but I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Todd, you've got, I forgot to mention this earlier, you've got your YouTube channel, right? The, the Red of Your Future. Um, make sure I've, I've got the, well, I don't have the link in this show notes, but um, just go to YouTube or you're on YouTube already. <laughs> uh, type in Ready Your Future. Make sure to subscribe to Todd's channel. Um, how much are you doing over there? Yeah, n not a lot on YouTube, to be honest with you. Um, it's just, um, I'm, I'm really trying to not kill myself, you know, yeah. putting content there. So I, I focus more on the podcast, um, do uh write articles every once in a while that, that just kind of come up and um you know i i've thought about doing the youtube thing i just you know i don't know i, I i'm i'm worried that i would start working at it and then i'd say something stupid and then i get <laughs> i'd wind up getting banned you know and so uh yeah i, I have um I, I i do some things every once in a while um i i do post my sermons on odyssey and so my sermons are over there every sunday morning so you know. Do you still have Prepper Church? I believe. Do you still post to that? No. Um, so I will. That's another thing. I had a couple of different websites for whatever different reasons. I wound up combining them all into Ready Your Future. So the things that I would have had at preparedchristians.com, the things that I would have had at uh, uh, Ed That Matters. Yeah. Ed, well, Ed That Matters is still up, and, and I'm moving that over. Um, uh, so the different websites that I would have had, I would have just combined them all into Ready Your Future. And so that's that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah, Ed That Matters is still up. Um, but uh, I am going to be moving all that over to Ready Your Future and just make it, I'm just trying to be a little bit just easier, you know, make it easier on myself and not have all these different things going on. And, uh, you know, just uh, save a little bit of money too, because now that I got rid of Prepper website, there's no, there's no real money coming in, yeah. you know. I don't, I don't put a lot of, uh, you know, ads and stuff like out there. And so just, just want to help people get better prepared. Yeah. 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 So make sure to subscribe to the YouTube, YouTube channel. I mean, maybe he does in the future. You never know. Uh, but make sure to download the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, um, all of that good stuff. But yeah, I appreciate you being on tonight. Uh, it's always good to, I like talking to the people that I, I really know and trust in this, this industry. Cause there is a lot of, a lot of craziness out there, especially in this industry. So, uh, but there is a lot of really good stuff out there, and a lot of people that are, uh, you know, just doing it. They they decided to kind of journal journal their whole preparedness journey, and they do websites like that. So, those are the ones that I really like. So, um, but with that, do you have anything else tonight? Did I forget oh, man, anything? I, I yeah, no. Uh, thanks for you know working <laughs> working with my my complete fail tonight. I appreciate that, uh, but no, I appreciate uh, being able to come on and talk and and uh, hang out with you. It's, it's yeah, great, yeah, great absolutely. Episode. Hey, all the people in the chat, they got a bonus episode, so they're good. <laughs> uh, anyway, Todd, I appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Dale.